How are you doing this morning? Great. Great. How are you? Great. Turn your Bible with me to the book of Matthew. Okay. Matthew 14, we start from 22. Immediately Jesus made the disciple get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side. While he dismissed the crowd, after he had dismissed him, he went up on the mountainside by himself to pray. There that night, he was dead alone, and the boat was already considerable distance from land, driven by the waves because the wind was against him. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It is a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, it is you, Peter replied. My man. <laughs> Tell me to come to you and water. Mm -hmm. Come, he said. Then Peter got out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink. Cried out, Lord, save me. When Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said. Why did you die? Let us pray. We love thank you once again. Thank you for your word that is ever active, sharper than double-edged sword. Thank you because it's always available for us. Thank you for this time that I want to spend listening to you. Please speak through me. Take away all myself, skills, knowledge, whatever I think of myself. I'm going to replace everything with you. Amen. So everything that comes out of my mouth today, this morning, will be directly from you and encouraging to the church. Thank you. Just my prayer that's given. Amen. 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 Okay. That was a powerful scripture. Yes. And once again, you agree with me that last week Brian did a great job. Yes, sir. Right? That was fantastic. To me, it was like, it was high hoping, even after being a disciple for a while. And today, we are going to follow the same direction. We're going to look at the same topic, but on an account of Peter walking on the water. Okay. Follow me, fixing our eyes. Jesus. Amen. If you look at the book of Matthew 14 22, it unfolds a very powerful story. The wind, Jesus on the water, and Peter walking on the water. And the wind part of it, the storm part of it, that was not surprising because if you go back to Matthew 8, we saw that that was not the first time Jesus and his disciples experienced wind or storm. Bible says Jesus calmed the storm. Mm -hmm. So that was not surprising. Right. 
But Jesus walked on the water. That was wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the third rock, my brother, Peter, walked on the water. Mm -hmm. That was wow, wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay, imagine what other disciples were doing. Like, is he really walking on that water? Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I love Peter. Now, to give you a brief background about it, three gospel recorded this event. Matthew, Mark, and John. Mm -hmm. Well, I love the account of Matthew because it's the only one that gave an account that Peter walked on the water. Mm -hmm. The other guys just recorded that Jesus walked on the water. Mm -hmm. But Matthew went forward and said, you know what, not only Jesus, Peter yeah. walked on the water. Mm. And to me, that gave the, the, the event more power, mm -hmm. more meaning. Makes it more relatable and applicable to me mm. as a disciple of Jesus Christ. That's if good. you look at that event very well, you will see exactly what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Mm. From the beginning to the end. Wow. 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 Everything it takes to follow Jesus Christ was explained in one story. Okay. That's great. We will see faith here, not your faith, don't worry. We see faith, fear, and restoration in one story. Wow, wow. Come on. And to me, these three, they are the life cycle of discipleship. Wow. wow. That's great. That's, that, this is all about discipleship. Faith, fear, and then restoration. Uh. <clears throat> this is everything about me. I don't know about you. From the first day I said, Jesus Christ is Lord, this is me. So, to better understand this story very well, let's pick them one by one. Let's talk about faith first. Okay. Are we together this morning? We're ready. Yes. Come on. Come on. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. That's right. Yep. Because faith is the avenue by which we come to God first. Without faith, we're not even going to come to God. Faith is the avenue at which we trust in Him for everything. Our life, our safety, everything. It's all by faith. Mm -hmm. Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come on the water. Mm -hmm. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus Christ. It is only by faith that we can do the unthinking right. for God. Right. Let's say that again. It is only by faith. We can do the unthinkable yeah. for God. This is unthinkable for the other disciples today. Like when Peter said, if it's you, tell me to come. If I was there, I would say, Peter, is everything okay? <laughs> We're not even sure it's him. He said, they said, I think it's a ghost. Uh -huh. Now you're asking him to tell you to come. It is only by faith we can see and experience the capability of God. Right, that's true. Amen. You want to know what God is capable of doing? What? Have faith. It is only by faith in who called Peter that Peter was first able to walk on the wind. Yep. Wow. So even the call to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, the entire Christian life is lived out by faith. That's yes. right. Yes. That's right. Yeah, it's true. Preach it. Yeah. From the beginning to the end. That's it right. is lived out 
in the assurance of what we do not see yeah. and confidence in what we hope for. Mm -hmm. right. Amen. We don't we don't see him, but we know that he lives with us. Mm -hmm. We don't know what is the hope out there, but we have hope of what? Eternity. Amen. The entire Christian life is lived out right. by faith. Amen. So if you if you have concern about your Christian life today, check your faith. There you go. There you go. If you want to see what God is capable of doing, have faith. Yeah. Those situations around you, those tough times, that you don't know what's going on and how it's going to happen, be so. You want to see? Have faith. If you want to be saved from all the storms around you, have faith. Now, if you don't have any storm around you, if your life is going well, but you're craving to do something crazy for God. You don't even know how or what to do. Have it. If you've been visiting us this morning and you're not baptized yet and you want God to save you and give you hope of heaven, have faith. 100% faith. Full one. Not partial faith. Because very soon we'll see the result of partial faith. Just like you and her. Peter started walking on the water with an undistracted trust in God. He started with 100% focus on who called him. But along the line, the focus shifted. His eyes was off Jesus Christ. Just, just me. When I said Jesus Christ is Lord, I was far gone. I would go anywhere. I will, I will preach anywhere. I will evangelize anywhere. Then I start hitting me left and right. I was like, man, let's start making excuses for everything. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's the 100% faith. That's, he was able to walk on the water just because he trusted who called him. That's right. That's right. But the moment the wind hit him, he spoke us. Move off from Jesus Christ. Right. And you know the result of what happened? Yeah. Mm. Right. Matthew 14:13. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid mm. and beginning to sink. I don't know about you, this is me again. Mm -hmm. Today I'm 100% in my faith. Tomorrow I can I can guarantee you 50. Right. Yeah. Amen. And the truth about this all is that peace is not found in the absence of storm. But in the presence of Jesus. Come on. Let me read that again. Peace is not found in the absence of troubles. It's not found in the absence of calamity. Right. And say, okay, when I don't have any trouble anymore, then I have peace of mind. That's a lie. Yes, sir. Peace is only found in the presence. But you think about it, the wind was there at the beginning. Right. That's right. It was. When Peter started walking on the wind, on the water, it, it was windy. Yeah. So it's not like Peter walked on the calm water and in the middle there was wind. That's justified. I said, okay, people were scared. But he started to walk on while the wind was there. Right. He was able to walk because his focus was on Jesus. Right, yeah. That's right, bro. His focus was not on himself, not on the wind, right. not on the storm. Not on the troubles around him. Right. His focus was on Jesus. But the moment he took his eyes off Jesus, the moment he 
get distracted. Guess what happened? The Bible says he saw the wind and was afraid and beginning to sink. I cannot say I have faith in God and at the same time I have my eyes on something else. It's, it's not possible. I cannot say I trust God. I cannot say that I'm waiting on God to answer me. And at the same time, I'm considering another option. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Come on. Come on, Toby. It's either you have faith in him or you look for something else. Wow. The moment I start thinking of other options, doubt came in. Mm -hmm. wow. And where there is doubt, there is fear. Yeah. You have little faith, you say. Why did you die? Most times we are overwhelmed by our own wind. Just because we stop focusing on God. Most times we are overwhelmed by our own storm, by our own troubles. Because we stop focusing. Not because of the wind. Not because of the trouble itself. Because the wind is going to be there always. There's going to be trouble always. Yes. Oh, is anybody here who, who is perfect? Everything is fine. <laughs> let's, let's exchange life. Oh, we send it. Not because of the wind is going to be there. But we are overwhelmed by our own troubles because we stop trusting in Him. Right. Who can give us peace? Right. Because we keep our eyes off Jesus, who can give us peace that transcends all understanding. Mm -hmm. And we start fixing our eyes on ourselves, mm -hmm. our strength, our skills, our knowledge, mm -hmm. connections, mm -hmm. something else. I can fix it. I don't need anyone. Mm -hmm. no, I'm, I'm able to push myself this far. Why do I need to talk to somebody? Okay. Let me try first. No, no, no. I don't want to walk my ego. No, no, I cannot ask for help. I will do it myself. And when the result is not what I wanted, guess what? I start complaining. Mm -hmm. And start whining. Yeah. Start asking questions. Why are all these problems around me? Wow. But the real answer is, who are you trusting? Wow. On whom do you fix your heart? Wow. On the one who can make all things happen? Or you're looking at something else for her. Jesus asked Peter to come in the middle of the wind. He did not calm the wind until you go to verse 32. The Bible says he calmed the wind. But when Jesus asked Peter to walk on the wind, he could have said, Wind, stop. Now Peter walked. But he did not calm the wind. There is no way in the Bible where Jesus Christ said, Follow me. And I'll make all your troubles disappear. That's right. Maybe one night, why am I having trouble? Stop. I like saying, stop tripping. <laughs> when Jesus asked me to follow him, he did not say that I will not be sick anymore. That's right. He did not say I'm not going to have family troubles anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. He did not say my career is going to be smooth, promotion upon promotion. He did not say I'm going to be driving Lamborghini, Ferrari, sleeping no. in a mansion. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> we just asked him to follow him and not say my finances are going to be fine from that moment. 
No, he did not promise that he will never be strong. In fact, the Bible says in John 13, he said, I have told you all these things so that in me you may have peace. Because what? In this world, you will have trouble. That's what he said to his disciples. There is nothing like in this world you never don't have trouble. It's like praise yourself up. Because you don't have trouble. That's right. That's right. But in me, you will have peace. That's right. Amen. Peace is not found in the absence of the storm. When the presence of God. That's right. Wow. Do you want to know how powerful you are? Do you want to put your faith to test? Change your prayer from God, bless me. Change it to God, test me. Come on. Wow. David says, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my natural thoughts. <coughs> See if I have any offensive way in me and lead me in the way of a lesson. Wow. I challenge you to start praying like this. Because the true test of our faith is not in the absence of challenges. Mm -hmm. No, you cannot know how faithful you are when everything is going fine with you. Keep on faithful. You have food everywhere, you, you sleep in a good house, you know, your health is good, family is wonderful. What, what, why do you need to do to, to not promote? You can't get promoted without an examination. The same thing with all our troubles. You, you can't know how faithful you are when you don't have challenges. Because you have to prove that you are faithful. And to prove that you are faithful, something must hit you. Mm. Wow. That peace we are looking for mm. is not found in the absence of challenges. It can only be found in the presence of God. Mm. Even when the storm is raining really hard around us. That's hard. And believe me, Jesus knows that there will be trouble. He knows that there will be strong. He knows that we will be scared. He knows that there are times we will be distracted. He knows that there are times we will fail. He knows that there are times we will sink. When that time comes, we also provided the way out. That's right. Amen. Amen. Restoration. Amen. Matthew 14, 30, I said, But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sing, Cry, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. Who do you call for help in your time of fear? In your time of trouble, storms. Tough time. Hops and down. Who do you run to? Who do you call on to? There's one thing to be scared. There's one thing to fail. There's one thing to sing. But it's another thing to be drowned in your fear. Mm. It's only to be drowned in your own sin. Because of many reasons. Pride, arrogance, worldly sorrow that leads to condemning ourselves. Some people will say, 
My heart is troubled. I don't feel like praying. Mm -hmm. I have sinned. I feel guilty. Mm -hmm. I don't deserve forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Who is condemning you? Mm -hmm. Oh, I not, not Jesus. That's right. That's the right. Bible says there is no condemnation for who? For those who are in Christ. That's right. That's true. That's right. So who's condemning you? Just like Peter, I mean, just like us, Peter also took off his eyes on Jesus. That's right. He was also scared. Right. There's nothing wrong with you scared. He doubted. And in fact, let's quickly fast forward. Not only the first time he doubted Jesus, but even when Jesus was about to be killed, he said, I don't know him. Mm -hmm. Three times. Mm -hmm. I said, I'm going to prove you. The third time he said, You think I'm joking? I'm going to prove to you. In fact, he started causing himself. Mm -hmm. What? what? This was the same Peter that just cut off somebody's head when they came to pick Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And a few hours or days, he said, I don't, I don't know how he. <laughs> just take him to where I want to take him to. You know, and the same people that Jesus Christ went back to me and said, do you love me? Mm -hmm. So if Jesus Christ don't condemn you, right, amen. Why are you condemning yourself? Mm -hmm. That's right. Wow. That is worldly sorrow. Because <coughs> it leads to no repentance. It leads to death, like Jesus, Judas Iscariot. That's right. Mm -hmm. Judas and Peter denied Jesus Christ. Yeah. One was saved, one went to hand himself. The definition of godly sorrow and worldly sorrow. It is. Yes. Which word? Bible says Peter went out to cry. Yeah. Judas went out to cry, but to what? To go hang himself. Because he was condemning himself. I don't deserve. I don't deserve salvation. Who are you to deserve what you deserve? Amen. 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 Jesus Christ said, "I love you, mm -hmm. and I'm here for you." Right. Wow. Right. It's good. Good stuff. The Bible says he began to sing, but guess what? When he cried out to Jesus Christ, when he called upon Jesus Christ, Lord save me, he was saved. This is what the Bible says about restoration in Jeremiah 33. So this is what the Lord says. He who made it her, the Lord who formed it and established it, the Lord is my name. Call to me, and I will answer you. And tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Psalm 50 said, Sacrifice thanks often to God, fulfill your vows to the Most High, and call on me in the day of trouble. Because I will deliver you, and you will hold on. Mm -hmm. Philippians 4 6, so he said, Do not be anxious about anything. That's right. Anything. Yeah. But in what? In every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all oh, understanding, will guard your heart and mind in Christ. Those are the promises of restoration. Just call upon Him. Is He going to answer immediately? I can promise you that. But He's going to answer. That's right. That's right. Because you, you can go back home and say, Doesn't say that you call upon you. God, where are you? Save me. <laughs> And he said, I didn't, I didn't see him. <laughs> I can't promise you that he's going to answer you immediately. Because my time is not his time. That's right. That's right. Yeah. But one day he's going to answer you. Who do you call for? Death in the time of trouble. 
The book of Matthew summarized everything, the entire life of discipleship. From faith to fear to restoration. It's great. Wow. Our faith in God, in Jesus Christ. It also explains when our faith is tested by wind around us. And what to do when we're in the middle of all those things. Peter walked on the water. He was scared. And Jesus Christ saved him. The main lesson of the book of Matthew 14 is simple and clear. If you want to follow Christ, we must fix our eyes on him. That's right. Not looking left or right. That's right. Just on him. That's right. In every situation. When it's good, when it's bad. When it's tough, when it's smooth. Uh-huh. And your hope on when you're done. That's right. Not on myself. Not on my troubles around me. Not on my own wind. I don't know your own troubles. I don't know your challenge. I don't know the storm you're around you. That's right. Family, health, singles, relationship. I don't know what you're going through. Right. But the only way you can have peace of mind in the middle of your troubles is by fixing your eyes on Jesus Christ. This is because no, nothing, no one can solve your problem. That's right. Let me think about it. Like how many problems have been solved by your own worries? Wow, come on. If you get that done, I will come and sit beside you because I have a lot of worries and I want you to solve it for me. <laughs> How many troubles? How many storms have you overcome? By your own skill. Think about it. If you run left and right, up and down, you still go back to God. And you're going to say, Welcome, my son. Well, what can I do for you? That's everything about discipleship. That's right. Fix your eyes on Jesus Christ. You cannot follow him and not do that. Right. John 8, 31, he said, this is how you know my believer. They're going to what? They're going to hold to my teaching. Mm-hmm. They don't do exactly what I asked them to do, right. what I have done. They're not going to meet you with something else. They're going to patch it? No. They won't hide anything to it. They will not remove from it. They will do exactly what I've asked them to do. Right. It's good. It's good stuff. You cannot do that. When you have your eyes on something else. Right. You can only do that when you fix your eyes on mm-hmm. I will leave us with this scripture. Hebrews 12, 1 to 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witness, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race. Mark out for us. Doing what? Fixing our hearts on Jesus. The pioneer and perfecter of faith. But the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Scorning its shame and sat down on the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary. And what? Those hearts. Fixing our eyes in Jesus, the pioneer 
In other words, the beginner, being originator, mm -hmm. the foundation, yes, sir. and right. the perfecter of your faith. That's right. Mm -hmm. Note that word, perfecter. That means your attention is not going to be perfect. But if you want to fix your faith, if you want the faith to be perfect, what do you do? Fix your eyes on Jesus. Literally. That's how I go every day. And just fixing my eyes on him. There's going to be troubles, there's going to be worries, I'm going to worry how this is going to get done. I'm going to worry how I'm going to survive this. But I'm still going to fix my eyes on him. That's right. I'm going to trust him. Because that's the only way to follow him rightly. Yeah. When Jesus Christ called the disciples, Peter and Co., he said, Get up, that, come, follow me, and I'll what? I'll make you pictures of me. Sir. The Bible said immediately, none of them asked him a question. Right. But bro, after you, if I'm there, I will ask him, What's your plan for me? Yeah. 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 yeah I'm going to leave my fish. I'm not going to give. Right. But the Bible said immediately, He yeah. was. Follow him. He said, Hey, Lord, I want to follow you, but let me go bury this guy, my father and my mother. He said, Leave them alone. Let it dead, what? Let it dead. But you come, follow me. And immediately, he followed him. That can only be done by faith. Mm -hmm. To have conversation with a friend. If you tell me seven times seven, uh, if you tell me seven raised to power two, mathematics here is 49, I will tell you, prove it. And you have to tell me seven times seven is 49. Mm -hmm. But faith means when it says seven raised to power two is 49, I say yes, I believe. Now that doesn't mean you don't ask questions, that doesn't mean you don't find it. Berean, guess what he did? He went back to read, mm -hmm. to understand, to be sure. But faith means, God, I surrender everything to you. Mm -hmm. I don't know how it's going to be done. I don't know where the food is going to come tomorrow. I don't know when I'm going to be healed from this sickness. I don't know when my family is going to be settled. I don't know when I'm going to get married. But God, I'll wait on you. God, I will trust on you. But I will rely only on you. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like children, they said, even if you don't save me, I will see enough to look at something else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I want to get to that level one day. How can we look at that fire in front of me and say, even if you don't save me, I'm still going to go inside this fire? Yes, sir. Yeah. You know, if you are from where I came from in Nigeria, from Ibarra. <laughs> I don't even need to see the fire before I start running. <laughs> <laughs> and I was joking with uh, Brian and Cole. I said, uh, rich people die quickly. But where I come from, you don't see us die. So we die 80, 90, 100. Because you don't look for trouble. <laughs> yeah, you be, you be, you be, there's a python or snake somewhere over there. You see the rich people going to take their phone. Oh, let me see. Oh, oh, where I come from, there's a python? Oh, no. <laughs> Says, uh, even if he's not going to save us, 
we will walk in this fight. That's awesome. That's why I want to encourage you all throughout this one. Yes, sir. Even if it's not going to be legal, even if it's not going to provide all I'm asking for, but I will still trust in Him. Let us pray for Him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you so much. Thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. I was listening to a message when I was coming this morning. The preacher said, Imagine if we don't live in the New Testament. Imagine if we live in the Old Testament. Hmm. Lord, thank you for giving us Jesus Christ. Amen. He understands everything. Right. He knows you're going to be troubled. He knows that there are times you're going to be weak. But still, he said, Call upon him, and I will restore your faith. Yeah. We are grateful for God, for Jesus Christ. Thank you for the opportunity to be called disciples and followers. That's right. That's right. Thank you for the grace. Right. As you partake in the communion this morning, I pray to me that you please bless the communion. Purify our own hearts. Right. Draw us closer to you. Mm. Forgive us for our sin. Mm. And help us to live a life worthy of the calling right. of this mm. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.